0: On today's show, we talk about Steve Evans' first game in charge of Stevenage and a 2-1 loss on way to Exeter City, and we discuss what we need to do to secure safety. Welcome to Borough from it, is well, that is the goal to win the promotion. One loss to Exeter. We didn't expect points, did we? So let's pretend like the score is irrelevant. It's <laughs> the results are relevant, right? We didn't expect points from this, so anything above zero points was pure and simply a bonus.
1: Yeah, that's fair. We said uh, we didn't expect much from the last few games, but we've got naught points out of the last nine, so uh, we didn't get any of the potential free bonuses, which means that the next game against Oldham is just so humongous, we could have put ourselves in a position where it wasn't quite so sphincter-clenchingly dangerous, but we failed to do that, and now we could go into that game behind them on goal difference, and needing absolutely to beat them to uh, get ourselves out of the mire, so... We've squandered enough chances to save ourselves to put ourselves in really, really difficult times next Saturday.
0: Yeah, uh, unless Richie Wellens-Orient continue their impeccable run of recent form, the likelihood is that we are going to go into Saturday's game behind Oldham on goal difference, but three points clear of them. I
1: mean, I'd mean, i fancy Leighton Orient to take something from that game on the basis that Oldham have lost their last five and Leighton Orient are beating him at least five. Yeah. Three wins on the bounce. Now, you know, anything can happen, but you've got to hope that they get at least one, if not three points out of that to keep us above the dotted line. But even so, like you wouldn't want to be saying, oh, well, we can draw with Oldham from being two points ahead of them because they drew with Orient and then Just, you know, stay slightly better than them from the rest of the season. We're not going to get many easier games than Oldham at home for the rest of our league campaign on paper. So you've got to get the most out of that. Yes, we go away to Scunthorpe, but we have the second worst away form in the entire division. So you wouldn't expect from that. You'd hope, but you wouldn't expect. So you've got to, at some point, take the chances in your own hands and deliver something. And I think what we saw yesterday was a more competitive performance against uh, good quality Exeter sides. We certainly didn't look like there was the gulf of the majority of the table between the two sides, but they took more of their chances than we did, and they always looked like they were creating the better chances throughout the game, with the exception of um, Bruno hitting it basically straight at the keeper from a slightly awkward angle but it was a good chance. It was a chance where you've got to miss the keeper and uh, make him do something to save it rather than go straight but to his arm. Yeah, I mean if you hit the keeper from there,
0: I don't it it was a little wide of center but it wasn't that far wide. If you've um if you're hitting the keeper from there, you're 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 failing in your duties of leading the line, aren't you? Frankly. Mm. It it was a really poor, I thought it was a really poor shot. And uh, the, the the borough Twitter account saying that the keeper had acrobatically saved it may be the joke of the day.
1: Yeah, sort of acrobatic, but mostly he put his arm out and the ball was it's, kicked into it. He didn't have time to react to it.
0: Yeah, he basically stood still and got hit by the ball.
1: Yeah. It was a lovely settle from Norris as well. It was a real shame to waste it. I it, think was. it was Norris. Um,
0: yeah, so the I mean, the Exeter are obviously a far better side than Stevenage. They looked re- they looked pretty assured on the ball most of the time. I think the thing that struck me the most was obviously the lineup was a bit different. Bradley Barry, who I don't think has been injured, he just hasn't been involved. Bradley Barry's back in the setup. Which was I thought he had a pretty pretty decent game. Wasn't wasn't great, wasn't poor. I mean, I think that's probably a great way of summing up the entire Stevenage squad, the entire game, really, wasn't it? We weren't great, we weren't poor, we were just sort of there.
1: Yeah, which is definitely an improvement on some of the games we've seen recently. Absolutely, yeah.
0: But um, I think, we I think we had, we had a few, a few decent attempts. I mean, late on. Prosser probably should have scored to equal 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 things up, shouldn't he? With that header that he he powered back across goal, and he went foot over.
1: Yeah, yeah, he'll do um, that, particularly yeah. when like he'll feel he was owed one from the ride he took for the uh, Exeter oh, yeah, second absolutely. goal. Yeah,
0: absolutely, it was um, absolutely dreadful, absolutely dreadful. Um, I mean, Fab, you've got to give you've got to give Stabs credit. Like he's he's done what he can to get himself into a position to power that ball in. Um, both of those both of those headed goals, were good finishes. But you can't, you can't. You ju- it's just completely not a non-arguable. He's used Prosser as a leap leap pad, hasn't he? Yeah. He's got both hands on Prosser's shoulders, and he's used him to get up to meet the ball.
1: Yeah. And honestly, if you're Prosser there, you've got to shake him off or collapse and not give him the leverage to just yeah, stay yeah. nine foot in the air to head the ball in. Because not only if you go down under that pressure, is are you getting a
0: free kick? But if you go down under that pressure, he's not then making contact with the ball the way that he wants. Mm-hmm. Your your, your uh, headphones, by the way, are absolutely phenomenal. I've just noticed that they're fluffy. <laughs> they're penguins. That is incredible.
1: Yeah, no, no. You want to keep your ears warm as well as um hear nice and clearly, don't you?
0: Drakas will be mortified that he's missing this.
1: <laughs> Bless him. Um He was very mysterious about what was going on. It was just, you know, lots of busy stuff. He's a you know, he's a popular in demand man unlike us, so it's understandable. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no. He, just, he said he was he was he was being a dad taxi. So uh, yeah, we missed you, Jay.
1: It's true, we do. Yeah, it was. So, good, it it, was seems, good.
0: it sounds like there's nothing else for us to do. It's so oh,
1: we miss you, man. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting to see um, to see Barry straight back into the well, straight into the lineup at right back. It tells all. It tells you a lot about what he thinks of O'Neill after a week's training and. Uh, Luther was missing from the squad entirely, which uh, I don't yeah. know whether that's down to injury, down to a hangover from the COVID outbreak, or whether he's just totally out of um, favour completely. But we'll find out in due course, I think. But as you say, I think Barry was solid enough at right back, yeah. and uh, yeah, wasn't the cause of of too many dramas. It was an interesting setup, but one I think that suits what we had available, so it kind of makes sense. And interesting that he's found that so much more quickly than Tisdale was able to. Whether it was a case of having a system he wanted and trying to force the players into it from Tisdale, which got us into a little bit of trouble, I don't know. But
0: So, so I'm looking at who scored. Who scored have got us with a flat back for Copa on the left. Why, why am I starting on the left? That's so wrong. With Barry on the right, Cuthbert, Prosser and then Koko. With Taylor of Westbrook praying either side of Van Cooten, who would would more likely he's it's got them as a th- central three, but I would assume that Van Kooten was probably playing deeper than the other two, and with Carter being the head of the diamond, and then with a list Norris up top.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right. I don't,
0: I don't I don't hate that. I mean, I I would assume that out of play, Van Kooten drops um drops drops more or less into the centre of C- Cuthbert and Prosser, with Westbrook and Taylor pushing on, and then as as Exeter break, he then steps forwards to meet play rather than holding the line. That, yeah, that, and, it's and the kind of a high, with... hybrid kind of system.
1: Yes, and the issue with it, as it often is with our formation, is it's very narrow in midfield. So you have Van Kooten centrally screening in front of Prosser and Cuthbert, Taylor and Westbrook, yeah. and neither of them naturally wide. So certainly yeah. the corner for their first goal came from a throw in from Barry deep in the right-hand side, which they got to first. A bit of a scramble, and then it squirted out to the left-hand side. We had no width in midfield, so their guy could just run straight onto it and take a shot, which was a judge to have been saved by Pym and pushed wide. I didn't see much of a touch on it, but yeah. yeah. I mean, I've if... um, I uh,
0: that that's um, a product of the lack of uh, versatility in our squad, though, isn't it? Like, yes, yeah, we don't fair. have. We don't have. I wouldn't say we have any wingers. No, the closest you've got is List may have uh, Andrade start. and List. Yeah, List List may have started out as a winger, but his best position is not wide. No, fair. Actually, I'd, I'd probably say that our best winger is probably Luther. <laughs> yeah,
1: maybe, <laughs> maybe. But he can't
0: defend very well, so.
1: Yeah, and actually, List put a good crossing for our goal. So uh, maybe not. Yeah, as but bad you don't as we... have you don't
0: have to be a winger to be able to cross the ball. That's fair. Gary Neville and Dennis Irwin. Dennis Irwin, GOAT. The most absolutely most underrated footballer of all time, anywhere. Arthur Reid replaced Charlie Carter at half time. Um Greg mentioned it Greg mentioned it on Twitter, as did a number of other people. Completely and utterly uh, absent, wasn't he? Charlie Carter, first half.
1: Yeah, and it's particularly worrying because He's in the position we've been itching to see him play because it feels like the position that should suit him the best and still not able to really get involved and make an impact on the game. And, you know, we can't afford... I was going to say passengers, that seems a bit harsh, but we can't afford people not contributing strongly at this stage, which is why him and Westbrook are getting so much uh, stick, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, you... We're not in a position where we can afford to carry players, are we? Um, his pass success rate was fifty-eight percent,
1: mm. which isn't
0: good. He only made twelve passes um, in that half. Um, he lost out one aerial draw and he was tackled once, and that's all that happened. Yeah. So, so it 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 doesn't speak to him having a successful day. This is a horrible stat, and I'm really really unhappy I've seen this, but I sort of have to bring it up. Bruno Andrade had a 100% pass completion rate.
1: On how many attempts?
0: That is a good question. (laughs)
1: It's like three. Four. (laughs) Four.
0: (laughs) And one was a key pass. Oh, good for him. Yeah, probably the most efficient game in the Baruchet.
1: Oh, to be fair, if you're our most highly paid player then good we need you doing stuff.
0: Yeah. Uh Arthur Reed kinda of came on obviously for, for Charlie Carter at half time. Um and just struggled in the exact same way Carter did really, didn't he? Um his pass success rate though was seventy percent off of ten passes, but you know a little bit better. Made two tackles, got tackled twice Mar- marginally more comfortable performance, but he didn't really. He didn't really get. Uh, he didn't change the game like he did against Northampton, did he? No, and he's I playing, playing a more advanced I'm role by change hand, game so. lightly.
1: It's, he had. It's it's getting him in positions where he can get his head up and see the field and work out what he wants to do, and that's 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 the challenge, particularly in a high-speed yeah. League Two game. They were playing quite a, a packed midfield. Um and that really limited the time the sort of deeper line players had to get their head up and be creative.
0: Yeah, I think I think we might have uh, may have benefited from having him play deeper and allow Jake Taylor to run on a little bit further and play a little bit higher. Um but, but if they, they uh, Evans did uh, more or less like for like sort with Charlie Carter, didn't he? So
1: Yeah, and that will come as he gets to know the players a bit better, I suspect, but you know, it's early days. Let's talk about Steve Evans.
0: How are you feeling about him?
1: Better than I was feeling about him when he was announced. Um, I think, like, historically, he comes across as a character you wouldn't want to be associated with, except, you know, Absolutely. he's gritty and gets an us against the world mentality which is what the team needs so from that point of view it was a good choice I su- suspect but yeah, oh, he's not I just a character I'd be celebrating coming into the club under no. standard circumstances
0: Yeah, no, I just can't look at him and take him seriously he looks like an extra from Mrs Brown's boys
1: <laughs> I always thought of him as the uh, Shane Warne of the football league <laughs> Uh, I don't think he's that talented.
0: Um, so you're happy with the system system that you played with that sort of diamond shape, that sort of I guess hybrid diamond shape from the weekend.
1: Yeah, I, I like TVC in that screen in the centre backs role. Yeah, he I only, think it's
0: probably his best position actually.
1: It it makes the use most use of his like calmness, his better touch, his slightly better distribution. Yeah, because he's yeah
0: he's probably. Up there in the top four or five players that we have with that like, quality on the ball,
1: isn't he? The biggest trouble he gets into is when he's up against a really big, strong, cynical centre back. Sorry, centre forwards, and then uh, you Kevin Ellison get bullied out of the game. So you don't see that as much when you're doing that sort of role. So I think it it yeah. suits him nicely.
0: Plays plays through his strengths and helps avoid his weaknesses. Yeah. Um. I just i i kind of i'm kind of struggling to really describe our performance. It was just sort of... it wasn't I don't know I don't know whether I'm just delighted that it wasn't Tisdale <laughs> but it was just sort of I don't know, it just felt like we were there to make up numbers. But at the same time we didn't we didn't sort of f- fold under pressure like we we often used to.
1: Yeah, it was it felt like a fairly conservative setup with a small c playing kind of direct but trying mostly to stifle and contain and yeah. we certainly didn't impose ourselves on the game and really create the attacking structure we wanted so it was very much it felt very much reactive and um yeah. you know you get it forward and then you get up in support and you try and um, build from there, which is what you'd expect from a team struggling on its form uh, against a team right up the sharp end of the league. So, I'm not complaining about that. I think it's the sensible way to try and approach the game, and it nearly worked, you know. What for a bit of better refereeing? And uh, yeah, but I think, like on the basis of the chances created, Exeter always shaded it. I'm not saying the result isn't properly indicative of the performances, just you know. It could have easily gone a different way had we had uh, a sharper-eyed referee. But it does bode well, I think, for the final six that we were able to make them work for it. And um, we looked a side better suited to what we were trying to do. With a little bit more belief behind it. Is that the right way to put it? Either belief uh, or rocket up the arse, get in there and do something. Yeah, I I
0: hope that it, I I'd assume that it's probably more likely the latter, to be honest. I don't know whether it's the belief. Um good to see Keiko back after so long of not really knowing what the hell's going on with him, or we knew that he was I guess that he was out. Yeah.
1: No message. No message. Oh he's fine, he's back, he's immediately starting. Yeah. I mean there's part yeah. might be needs must as well, but you know, he didn't look like a guy who'd just come back and uh, was struggling for fitness and playing through as best he could. He looked like he was decently yeah. ready for it, so that bodes well.
0: Yeah, he did, yeah. Um, he had a nice moment in the second half where he running out to take a throw and ran straight into the fourth official. Um, yeah, I don't know I don't know what else to talk about, mate. Like It's just a bit like... There was nothing... It's, like I said, because because I sort of feel like there there was nothing great, there was nothing bad, or or, or not nothing too terrible. I mean, the defending, I think the defending for the for the both corners where they conceded should have probably been better, but it wasn't dreadful, was it? Um, so I sort of
1: <sighs> no. Aside from the couple of set pieces, the defending was pretty solid. There was a couple of occasions where. Everyone backed off and left left a guy to do whatever he wanted with it. And that comes down to midfielders not taking responsibility and knowing who's who. And that, again, comes down to the shape and the width. And it was often someone out wide being given the space and time to look up and do whatever he wanted in the middle of our half. And you can't afford that, particularly not against sides at the top end of the pitch. But for the most part, I think it was more engaged and positive, and that's all to the good. I heard some people slating Pym. I don't really understand where that's come from. He's been all right, as far as I can see. He's
0: been one of our better players since he came in, frankly, which probably doesn't say as much about him as it does about everybody else, if I'm
1: honest. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, but but good. That's not just me that's seeing that, then. Um, I guess the other question... That, is- that was... a that
0: was one of our Twitter questions, by the way. A jumpers for goalposts. Who uh his his at is Keenan under Keegan underscore Craig. So probably someone called Craig Keenan. I have no idea who he is. Um sorry Craig. He said Pim needs to be dropped. Discuss. I would say the answer is probably no.
1: I'm fine with him. I don't well when we do we haven't seen Lorry Walker, so we have no idea whether he's better or not. Um and I don't even know whether Sad Sebastian's still getting away from the club, I kind of. Do I hope he is? Dunno. I think he's had a rough deal bringing him in and then is. freezing him out. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I
0: think he probably is, isn't he? Uh certainly what Drakas was saying to us the other day has made it seem like he was Yeah,
1: absolutely. And uh I've I've never disliked what he's brought, so uh good luck to him. Um, but I've not seen anything from Pim that makes me think this guy's an absolute liability, what are we doing employing him? In fact, if anything, I'd like to see us secure him permanently and make him a long-term part of the future of the club because uh, he yep. seems like a good goalkeeper at League Two level to me.
0: He's no worse than anybody else. Well, I mean, I suppose he's, better. he's worse than Jamie Cumming, isn't
1: he? Mm. But he's probably no worse than anybody else that we're likely to get at this level. Um, I look at what Paul Farman did, Farman did for Barrow on uh, Saturday scampered out to the edge of his box missed the ball completely and got lobbed from like one yep. yard from the um byline that's what we're missing right yeah
0: <laughs> yeah i mean i i'm not gonna i'm not gonna speak too poorly of farms i thought he was uh i thought he was great in his time man
1: Farman drove me mental taking forever to do anything Set pieces, but apart from yeah, that, he was decent. Yeah, I can't.
0: Yeah, I can't argue with that. His his lackadaisical approach to starting moves infuriated me. But he will. He's not the first goalkeeper that I've screamed out from the sidelines to do something, <laughs> and he's not going to be the last. Every goalkeeper we've had, including Daisy, and he did Alan, it to the management Alan, as well. To
1: be fair, so Alan, yeah,
0: yeah. Now he. I some. I guess something I really liked about farms was how vocal he was and how loud he was. I mean, the the, the ease could be absolutely rocking, and if you're screaming, you could hear him.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. It does make uh, a big difference, and we've not had many keepers <coughs> who've done that, which is kind of par for the course. If you're going to be relying on young, loaned-in keepers, they're not going to be as vocal and commanding for the most part.
0: Yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, so something interesting, that uh, that uh, Chad's uh, Tweeted yesterday. I would say yesterday, probably today. Today, um, Exeter's winning goal yesterday was the 500th goal that we've conceded in League Two, um, and that sort of blows my mind a little bit that we've conceded as many as 500 goals in League Two. Because in my head, I don't feel like we've been in the league, in League Two that very that long. I mean, I know that statistically we've been in there. It will, we've been in there well over. We've been in league to well over five seasons, um, and we probably, in our worst seasons, have conceded upwards of sixty, seventy goals. Or it certainly feels like we've conceded upwards of sixty, seventy goals. Yep. So it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be too much of a uh, surprise. But it just feels unbelievably, disappointingly high that number.
1: <laughs> Time flies, doesn't it? It must have been it's what fifteen years of Time league are
0: Fucking miserable. Well, yeah, we've had a lot. A, of... two thousand and ten. we won league. Uh, the, the the conference,
1: didn't we? Oh, was it that 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 recent? Okay, I say recent. Still twelve years.
0: Yeah, yeah, recent. You know, we've been we've been a league a league club now for 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 a very good number of years. Oh, I, I always feel like we were in League One longer than we were. I think we were only there three seasons. Yeah. But it felt like it was it felt to me like it was like five seasons. The
1: drop drop off was sharp. That finishing it was
0: unbelievable, wasn't it? Finishing in the you know playoff semi final loss to one nil to Sheffield United, who were in the Premier League five years later, um to relegation in two seasons is outrageous.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was a huge, huge gamble that backfired, followed by A recovery job, followed by another huge gamble, which we're still, I was going to say recovering from, but we're not. We're hoping to start recovering from soon, is the thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. you have to at least begin the recovery. That second one, is that Teddy Sheringham?
1: Yes. Yeah, okay. Ah. Because how how Wesley got that squad to sixth, I have no idea. Because it was nowhere near as good as the squad that he had the first time we finished sixth in League Two it was a yeah. miraculous effort and
0: it was it was it was absolutely insane and the fact that we would let him go at that stage i think i think towards the end of that season we were playing some of the best football i think we i've ever seen us play mm. as well i mean those i know that we lost to south end but those games were both excellent football matches yeah. to watch as a fan uh, Biro Dembele just like killed himself for, for 180 minutes trying to win us that game. I loved Biro Dembele. Marvellous. What a guy. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't believe we let him go. I could believe it because we do stupid shit all the time. Yeah, quite. Um, for, for, More more uh, more data on, on Chad's um, tweet. After 38 games in the Football League, ignoring the season cut short after 36 games, this is our Season with the fewest wins, the fewest points, the the, the joint most times failing to score, second fewest scored and second most conceded.
1: And it doesn't surprise me, because aside from that season when we finished bottom of League One, this is about the most miserable we felt, apart from the kind of cancelled season, which just seems like... Um, yeah, see, it feels like a bad dream rather than a season that actually happened at this point I was barely there and then a team got dissolved <laughs> and disappeared and that saved us and it's like did that did that really happen or was that a fever dream I'm sure Macclesfield fans will tell you it definitely happened
0: yeah I was there for all of that and uh, I can absolutely believe that uh... I can absolutely believe that that season happened. (laughs) I I, I don't need to imagine it. I was there for the entire fucking thing. The the, the whole miserable sorry story. I'll tell you what, it's a good job that season ticket cost me £99. Otherwise, I would not have been going every week.
1: Oh, You were in the north, were
0: you? I was in the north, yeah. I do like the north. Lots of leg room. And it's one of the better views behind a goal I've ever had as well. It's quite steep, I think. So... You get quite a decent view. Yes. Yeah. Unsurprisingly, unsurprisingly, I didn't go back because of the woman in the row behind me annoying, <laughs> annoying me.
1: That recurring theme with you, yes. Oh,
0: so annoying! That's just, just how can you how can you be a season ticket holder and know absolutely nothing
1: about football? <laughs> just unbelievable. I think the the Terrace spot we've spent the last couple of games at has uh, improved in that regard.
0: Yeah, it does make me worry a little bit about the fact that we're probably the ones being <laughs> loud and annoying everybody else now. <laughs> That's so funny, me, yeah. me, me, sir, me, sir, and me. If
1: you don't know who the annoying one is in the family, it's you, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, but, uh, yeah, no, it's a little bit quieter where we are. Um, certainly lesser raging morons, so.
1: Just need a Stevenish goal that N now, and that'll cheer us up. Yeah, I mean, the.
0: I think the last Stephen. I mean, it's not the last Stephenish goal I saw at that end at all. Because we scored several of this season at that end. The last Stephenish goal I can properly remember at that end was Cuthbert's header against Crew when we lost five one.
1: Wow, the consolationist of consolation goals. Yeah, I remember uh... they scored
0: three. Crew scored three, like carbon copy identical goals that day right in front of us. Just. Ball knocked down the left left flank. Early delivery drilled low across the box and just tapped in at the far post. Three identical goals. I, I, I've
1: rarely been
0: angrier at a football game.
1: And that says something, because your benchmark is pretty high. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like it is that high. <laughs> I remember the... Uh, Luther James Wilding goal at that end. That's the one that most vividly sticks in my mind, or possibly the yeah uh... yeah um, that one that one sticks in my
0: that one sticks in my mind obviously because it's probably the best goal we I've seen the seen at the ground um, and uh, I as as the ball as the as the free kick was taken out to him and he got sort of touched it and you could see he was. Line up to
1: shoot. Don't do it.
0: I grabbed Dean, like I had my hand on Dean's shoulder and I was like, don't hit it. And he, as he smashed it, and I'm, like, I'm like shouting it, <laughs> screaming, don't hit it. And he's absolutely thumped it in the top left corner across the goalkeeper. And him, I think Alan was there, a couple of the dudes just turn and they're all just looking at me and laughing whilst I'm just stood there like, Jaw on the ground like Wiley Coyote with my hands on my head, just absolutely stunned at what I've just seen.
1: I mean, let's be Actually, fair, you've been right every other time he's shot, as far as I can remember. Yeah. So uh... uh he
0: scored he's, he scored a banger against Salford right. as well. Fair play. Um but yeah, he doesn't do it he doesn't do it very often, so I can't I wouldn't have thought I could be uh I was a, unreasonable to tell Waddington to not fucking shoot. Oh look, I've sworn. Hey. Oh,
1: I, think that's a, I think that's my
0: first uh, swear. Maybe
1: right. it's Dracus that makes you swear because it's been very maybe mild this it g- is. game. It has.
0: I, I maybe maybe Stevenage are just. I'm not angry anymore. I'm yeah. just upset. In the calm waters of I'm de-
1: acceptance.
0: I'm defeat. I'm defeated. Exactly. Exactly. The storms passed. So I'm just sort <laughs> of sat here enjoying the sunshine, not worrying about what's going to come next.
1: So while we're in that nice calm place then say we it does come to pass as we've predicted and we stay up 22nd uh, and have uh, another chance to try and build uh, ourselves uh. as a league club do we do that under Evans or is he just to stop that for the rest of this season? It would be pretty cruel to uh, bin off the manager that saved us, wouldn't it? I mean he's got good football league experience so he seems like a man who could do that job to me, and he seems like a man who, similar to Wesley, he's not the most likable character, but he does get the team playing in yeah. an us-against-the-world self team-ahead-of-self sort of mentality, which is exactly what you need to succeed as a club like ours that's going to have a bottom quarter of the league budget on the basis of the bottom quarter of the league average attendance so, you know. Well, you say that but Evans
0: says that our budget is like, massive for the position we're in, doesn't he? But, but that's the Amazon Prime money money, isn't it? The Prime Gaming money. That's purely what that is. There's no way there's no way that
1: that nah, it's not sponsorship money, right? Yeah, Phil's not putting that money in himself. No, and you know we we have to punch above our weight financially if we want to get into the playoff contentions in this league. That's just the way it is, you know. And uh, yeah, if you're going to do that, then you have to be making more than some of your parts looks on paper. I've I've
0: got I've got I've got to say, if Evans isn't uh, isn't full of it, and the budget is impressive. As impressive as he uh, he he would have us believe, um, we should be we should be attracting a, a much higher caliber of footballer. I know we're little old Stevenage, right? We probably don't have the right to expect <laughs> expect better players, but if at this level, money money is everything, right?
1: Yeah. And we're well, also what, uh, what, in a pretty what, what decent what, location in the in the country as well, you know, like yeah, if you're offered a grand exactly. to live in Barrow or a grand to live on the outskirts of London.
0: Yeah, exactly. You're not you're not I don't think any footballer in the country certainly in the, the beginning two thirds or three quarters of his career is gonna go, Do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna ignore that grand a week from Stevenage. And I'm going to go and pay for £700 a week for Oldham. Unless unless you really are a mummy's boy and you don't want to go go anywhere where you're going to have to cook your
1: own dinner. Yeah, and maybe it's the difference between affording a one-bed flat and a two-bed house as well, but that's by the by.
0: Well, no, because what you do is you you
1: bunk in with a teammate, don't you? (laughs) You bunk in with a teammate when you come down and you buy the house up north. You do what Harry McCurdy did and stay at a hotel and then just bunk off at the end of it. <laughs>
0: yeah, um, yeah. Going back, going back to the question, I think it'll be re- I think if Evans saves us, I think that earns him the right to start the season and 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 try and you know do things his way. Cause, I mean, he's already said that if he'd have been here when Tisdale came in, like the plan originally was. Our transfer window would have gone very differently.
1: Yes, he, he wouldn't. He know. wouldn't
0: have brought. He wouldn't have brought in half the. He wouldn't have brought in a load of the players that he, he did, which, which Tisdale did, uh, and things things may have been pretty different. Now, obviously, we can't. That is pure speculation, and it, you know we could be a lot worse off now if if Evans had, had had his way originally, right? Um, we just don't know. Grass isn't always greener, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think he. I think if he saves us, he earns the right to give. Give next season a crack. I think. I think. it it would be pretty cruel not to do so. But it would be very Stevenage not to do so, <laughs> wouldn't it?
1: And it, it feels to me like, you know, he ends up a bit sort of Neil Warnock esque in that you hate him mm. when he's managing against you, but if he's managing your team, you know, you 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 love him somehow and. Uh, it pains me as a Wednesday fan to say that, but I feel that's uh, how it's been with him.
0: Yeah, I don't.
1: <sighs> yeah, I don't know if I can get on board with that. <laughs> I, I think getting on board with Neil Warnock's a dangerous game. Must be fair.
0: Yeah, he's such a relegation merchant, isn't he? <laughs> but him and Ian Dowie, just like you might as well sign, might as well sign, sign, sign the. Uh, sign the funeral checks now, because there's only one result in there. I might be being a bit harsh about Warnock, actually, but Ian Dowie definitely a renegation match.
1: He's one of those... He's a bit kind of, you know, Lee Clark, and you got a bit with Sheringham as well. It's like, I, I yeah. don't know how you inspire anyone, because you talk in a boring monotone, like, you don't give a shit and you wish you weren't there. And maybe that's just how you feel, like, in press conference, I suppose. Like, I don't see how... Are you talking would, about Dowie? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, Neil Warnock isn't like that. He's literally screaming 90% of the time. <laughs> um, Interesting interesting news that that seems to be coming up this evening. I don't know if you've seen it. It's bizarre. I don't understand it at all. But there's a rumour that Darren Soule has just been
1: appointed the manager of Woking. Oh, I did see that, yes. Um... Good luck to him, I suppose. Double agent Saul. <laughs> that sort of sums up that sort of
0: sums up my feeling with it. It's like I don't care what I don't I know lots of people get glossy eyed and and upset when they when people start talking about Sal and they hark back to the days of Saul and they think it was amazing. And it wasn't nearly as bad as some of what we've seen recently, so it's probably understandable. But it wasn't good either, was it, Adesol? Really,
1: not good enough. Um, so, certainly, certainly not good enough. Not good enough to make um, me nostalgic. <clears throat> yeah, I'm really not asked. You, you have the romance, I guess, of the you know, local it was boy. the academy boss. He's a local boy, so you want him to succeed. But yeah. I'm not as disappointed that he had to move on than I am that Revel had to move on. Although he's come back again, but you know what I mean. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I was more disappointed that Revel failed to succeed that as manager. That, yeah, uh, ma- so mass-
0: massively. Yeah, massively. Yeah, it still bums me out that Revs didn't sign, and it. I'm almost a bit annoyed. I'm al- almost, almost a bit annoyed that he's back on the coaching staff.
1: It feels like a bit of a waste to me. Like you elevated him under- straight away in a rush. Yeah. And people say because he was the cheap option, maybe that's why it seems like a good pointer. And um, if you've been doing it the sensible way round, you'll point Evans then, and you have Revel working as a senior coach in that system to learn from him as your long term successor. What you've done by forcing him to jump in totally green is ruined him at the start of his career. And yeah, or maybe he bounces back from that steep learning curve. But it feels like, from the club's point of view, when hindsight's twenty twenty, but it would have been better to. Um, bring him in as a coach in an experienced manager's system, and then elevate him in a few years' time when he's had a chance to learn from that.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's I don't know. It's, it's it like I always feel like surely he can go and do something. Go go, go somewhere else better that's genuine. Like, I I feel I feel like Stevenage did him a discourtesy giving him the
1: job when they did. Yeah, I hadn't realized he signed to the youth academy back in failure. January. And then Yeah, yeah, he it. came
0: back almost immediately, didn't he? Yeah, I missed that. <laughs> I think was it was it announced at the time that he was he was he was let go? It might have been I am sure I feel like it was announced literally in the same breath, like, oh we've 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 come to a mutual agreement that Alex will step away from his role as manager and become the head of the reef Academy. Like I feel like it was immediate.
1: Okay.
0: It's just a weird sort of shit that Stephen is doing all the time, isn't it?
1: Yeah. But the thing is, like I like Revs's character, and he seems like a good guy to have around I've, the club. I, so I've,
0: spe- I've spoken to him a couple of times, and he's a lovely player. Yeah.
1: And so you know, you want him to succeed wherever he is, and yeah, you know, hope it works out for him. But it's an interesting one too. Of gone through the experience you've gone through as first team manager, and then uh, you know, tried to do something else with the same club. You're right; it feels like a break yeah. might have been sense.
0: Um, let's have a look at the uh, let's have a look at the League 2 table briefly, and we'll have a look around what happened in the basement. We don't care what's happening at the top. Forest Green are doing their best to throw it all away, and I hope that they do, but it's unlikely. Anyway, um, Scunthorpe at bottom, 39 played, 24 points. Oldham Athletic, dead are buried. If you put £500 on them, sorry, if you put a grand on them at the moment to go down, you'll get £2 back. That's how sure the bookies are that they're going down. Um, Oldham, 23rd, 38 played, 31 points. They've got goal difference minus 24. Then we've got Stevenage in 22nd place, 38 played, so no games in hand for Oldham anymore. Uh, 34 points with a goal difference of minus 26. So other than Scunthorpe who's, who've got a minus 45 goal difference, uh, Stevenage really really uh don't want to rely on the goals at the moment um Barrow ahead of us 37 points from 38 games minus 12 goal difference Rochdale 20th uh they played 40 points Colchester 39 played 42 points they're, they're they're well away from us now 8 points clear of us and you got Carlisle and Blayton Orient up to seventeenth points seventeenth uh, place. Thirty eight games played, forty six points apiece. Yep. Um so so week first week we did this. First couple of weeks we did this, and I said I expect Orient will be well clear of us. And you and uh are like, nah, they're rubbish.
1: I'm not sure about that. Well they've won three on the spin and drawn yeah, the two, they've, so they've in our faces.
0: Absolutely flown away, haven't they?
1: Just assume they must be rubbish because they conceded two to us. Yeah, I mean, was that Whedon's first game? Possibly. Well, and you look look above you up the table and you think, Barrow are three points ahead with better goal difference, so that's effectively four points. Rochdale is six. We scored one point in the last six games. We've got six games to go, so honestly, both of those seem irrelevant at this point. Um, So it really is down to us and Oldham, although it's not beyond the realms of possibility we couldn't haul in Barrow with a couple of wins.
0: So, we'll start with Barrow, <laughs> as they are there ahead of us. So, Barrow have got to go to Vale. Sorry, they, sorry Vale visit Barrow. Then they've got to go to Crawley before welcoming Forest Green. Uh, then they visit Salford. Then there's Sutton. Exeter, Swindon. And they finish
1: with Northampton. That is zero easy games left then.
0: So it's not a uh, yeah. It's I mean,
1: and they had Phil Brown at the helm for the first time on Saturday as well, didn't they? So they've got they, they did, a, yeah. either a new manager bounce or a new manager bedding in and working out what the heck he's got in terms of his playing staff. Period to go, which will be interesting.
0: Yeah. So in the so in the next six the next six games, they've got to play the top four. Which Vale who are Vale, Forest, uh, Exeter and Northampton. and they've also got Swindon, Sutton, uh Salford and Crawley as well. Mm-hmm. So it's not a <clears throat> that's that's a really uncomfortable set of fixtures, doesn't it? They I mean they could genuinely go I mean, they might get might get a point versus Salford and Sutton, maybe. So they could genuinely finish the Finish this. Finish without of games with two points, quite quite easily. You know, they could also nick nick points here and there. Um, to, how many points do you reckon they'll get from that run? So Vale, Crawley, Forest Green, Salford, Sutton, Exeter, Swindon, and Northampton. Two. Cool. So we're gonna we're saying that Barrow they're gonna finish the season with thirty nine points. Yep. So that leaves us five points to to catch. So moving on to Oldham. Uh, let's see, they've got Orient Tuesday night with Stevenage. And they've got to play third place or uh, fourth place Port Vale. They've got to play second, uh, third place Northampton. They've got to go to first place Forest Green. They've got to play Old. Oh, uh, they've got to play Salford City. They've got to play Tranmere, and they've got to, they've, they they uh, have. Probably visit last game of the season so again again a lot of the top boys
1: there mm, doesn't sound easy at all apart from us and uh, yeah it's a relegation six pointer so you can never tell with those
0: yeah so I've got them winning probably two points
1: maybe yeah that four. sounds about right May
0: maybe four I've got them getting a point versus
1: Stevenage. And if they got four, that'd put them a point ahead of us. So we'd need to uh, beat Scunthorpe to uh, yeah. get our safety. And actually, we've still got Rochdale left as well, who are only six points ahead of us. So that yeah, could be so a our next, swing.
0: Uh, our our running in is uh, Oldham, Colchester, Rochdale, Scunthorpe. So you know that's that's four four of the bottom, four of the bottom six. Six or seven. Um, Then we've got Tranmere, Mansfield, Carlisle, and we finish at home to Salford on 7th of May. So I think... So draw this weekend. We'll probably lose away to Colchester.
1: Yeah, they're on decent form.
0: What's Rochdale? Rochdale are in awful form, like we are. Yeah. Uh,
1: They've
0: not won in... Seven. So let's say we'll draw with Rochdale. I'm going to go for a win against Gunfall. I can't not. And then, and then and then we probably lose to Tranmere and Mansfield. Uh, we'll probably lose to Carlisle and Salford as well. To be fair, but. You know, we've given us, of course, of course, we've given us too many points. We've given us one. Two, we've given us five,
1: five points. What is yeah. five? Five to seven sounds about right. I think five on a conservative side, which is a damn good step up compared two, to the last six. I, but, I, 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 you I know, we've had two four on... of the top eight in the last four, so we're yeah, two, two difficult of th- times.
0: Two, two points conservatively, I think five points sat on the fence and seven points if we go mental.
1: Yeah. Mhm. We should put us on thirty nine. Staying up by the skin of our teeth, and you know. Yeah, that puts
0: level with Barrow and consign um, consign Oldham to non league football oh, after they were only in the Premier League twenty thirty years
1: ago. Thirty years ago, I mean, it's a long time. Lots happens, but. Yeah, it's How two missed. historically quite big clubs How on the verge for of uh, leaving the league altogether, isn't it? It's a sign yeah. of. Uh... Well, Scunthorpe have done it relatively recently, haven't
0: they? I'm sure they dropped out a few years back. I have to double check now.
1: It's a sign of uh, you know football finances that you see teams in those sorts of places just uh, slowly slumping down the leagues and disappearing. It's a real yeah. shame.
0: Yeah, I mean, you have got the likes of Swindon who are who were down here with us. You know, they were they were Premier League. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Luton were old Division One for a very long time.
1: Yep. Yeah, I can see Bradford in the table just above us as well. They had that purple patch. Right,
0: predi- prediction for
1: Saturday, Patrick. Oh, now I'm going to say we win it two one. Two one. Oh, goal no scorers. For us, don't care about him. Goal scorers for us. List due, lists overdue. Come on, Very, um,
0: yeah, he hasn't scored since last year, has he?
1: Let's have an Arthur Reid one. Nice. Okay. Um,
0: uh, I'm going to go with. I O Stephen is three. Oldham two. I think uh, Oldham will take the lead. Then we'll take. Then we'll take the lead. Then they'll equalise and we'll win it in the 87th minute.
1: Oh, that'd be drama. That'd imagine? be after some people have already flounced off to the pub as well, wouldn't it? Which should make it very nice. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oldham equalise and like that like the 75th minute and half the, sta- half the stadium leave, and uh, and then uh, Cuthbert will belt a header in in the 87th minute. Yeah, oh, beautiful, and to, to send the four of us left into absolute raptures. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, right, we're just going to end. We're just going to. We'll wrap it up here. Follow us on Twitter, Baropod at underscore. uh underscore. You know where to listen to us because you're already bloody listening. Um, so I'm just going to leave you with this. What did the manager do when the pitch became flooded? He sent on his subs. <laughs> hey Cheers, everyone. See that.
1: later. from
0: Well, if that is the goal to win the promotion, it's certainly worthy of it! An Old tracker, an Old traffic cracker in front of the Stratford him! What do you reckon the player's favourite McDonald's is? Sweeney screams fillet of fish to me. I can see that.
1: I reckon TVC loves a McFurry because they're smooth as silk like his first touch.
0: Do you reckon Macca loves a Maccas?
1: I mean, obviously. Just look at his cheeky face.
0: And Revs definitely takes down a McNuggets share box on his bill. You want to watch what you say about our team's nutritionist? Order McDelivery now from the McDonald's app